0: Oh, really good, actually. Thank you very much. I'm fine as well. uh, Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I was going to ask it. I went for a um,
1: ramble with the National Rambling Association and we rambled for five
0: hours. And then we went for a walk. (laughs) Ah. I love I, the fact that what you said to me was, you went, oh, walking takes ages. And then I thought, Sally's doing a sponsored walk that's yeah. going to take a 98 miles or however long it is. That you can't just do that in an hour, you know. It's not yoga. Raising money for Macmillan. And I will put
1: the link on my um, social media. So thank you Good. very much, Lou, for bringing that up. That's anyway, right. we spoke to such a fantastic, oh. I mean, all round everything, crime writer, singer, actor, stand-up comedian, everything. I mean, he's only got to put some tap shoes on and he has ticked every box, hasn't he? And I
0: love the way you sort of said that he was like Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the writer Mark Billingham, the crime writer, the successful million-pound-selling crime writer Mark Billingham probably has never been compared to Bruce Forsyth before, but there's always a first for everything, isn't there, we're Sally? Also, Yeah, we're hoping that he's going to name some of his characters after us in the next in the next. Yeah, season. I think we were nice enough for evil. that to happen. Evil enough. I'm over- oh, oh, you'll be the evil one I'm and on I'll, I'll be... Murderer yeah oh you would be the yeah and i'll just be a drunk in the corner somewhere that gets murdered yeah but we learn if you're going to murder somebody you mustn't bury them nude oh no you must bury them nude it's easier to bury them nude there you go
1: why don't we listen to him rather oh yes sorry and you try to recap the entire episode we were like that (laughs) yeah let's have a listen First things first of course let's do a quick shout out to one of our lovely patrons Vicky Leopold. There we go. Oh, That's there a you shout go. To lovely Vicky, Vicky.
0: Vicky's the woman that ate my pork in Brighton but I'm not going to I'm not going to keep going on about that. No, you Is that a euphemism. No I wish it was Mark but um no there was a, there was a bit of pork battering around and uh, I offered some to Vicky she ate the whole lot. But I don't want to I'll
1: wanna, tell you I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what happened Mark. I went um to George Egg's for dinner before the record and um then and and we were having port belly because i love it and i like to tap the crackling to check it's nice and then lou said bring me some crackling so i did bring her some crackling from the almighty george egg comedian chef everything and then lou went to eat it and then vicky leopold the patreon happened to be there snapped it from her and scoffed it
0: (laughs) But you've got to give, haven't you? You've got to give. should we introduce Mark, by the way? We should say hello. Oh, Sally, we forgot that we are actually chatting with a guest and not just an old friend with a weird ventriloquist doll in the background. Mark Billingham! Hello! Hello! Writer, comedian, actor all round yes. hat collector i can see in the background oh
2: yes plenty of hats
0: yes um how are you today mark
2: i'm very well and i've got to say i'm siding with with vicky i'd <laughs> i'd have your pork in a heartbeat
0: <laughs> oh, are you rattling. i'm oh. sorry oh. you know
2: it's, yeah. just, it's the quick and the dead where crackling is concerned
0: oh i know i'm a huge fan of port scratch mark
2: oh god me too oh, oh me I too. Can... yeah In fact, now yeah. i wish i had some to eat to my with my drink which we shall talk about later
0: yeah i know but we've done them um, we've had port scratch on here amanda our producer doesn't like me to chomp loudly into the microphone with them but and, and also i've given myself port scratching eye before where i've Rubbed the dust Ooh. in, but um, Ooh, but anyway, right. good. I mean, Lou gets over things really
1: quickly, as you can hear. Yeah. <laughs> in the
0: pork, so I can't believe in the she way. ate the whole lot. It, it was that's gone. Insane. Anyway, it just... do you know what? As I said, I'm over it. I am over should it. Should we? Should we? It doesn't ask... sound like
2: it, to be honest. But anyway, I am Mark.
0: Okay. I am. I'm. It's done. And the reason I. Here we go. In a minute, we'll talk about a bad review she got, but we'll leave. Oh, and you'll talk about Costco. Here we go. What it is, is that my gentleman caller is a vegetarian and I have to get pork whenever I can. That's it, the end. There we go. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, Mark, Mark
1: Billingham, Mark Billingham, extraordinaire. Tell us your drink of choice.
2: My drink of choice. Uh, probably something of a Marmite drink, this, I suspect, which in itself would be an interesting beverage, yes. uh, which I would love to make them. But this is Iron Brew Extra. Mm. That's my <laughs> drink of choil. Oh, yeah, look at that. <laughs>
0: I, I've like never heard of it before. The way that was done. yes, it was. It was seamless, wasn't it? It was, seamless, it was so wasn't well it? choreographed.
2: <laughs> have you tasted it yet? No.
0: no. Oh, no, we great. Great. saved okay. it for you,
1: Mark.
0: I, I, I also have to flag up, Mark, um, and Sally will be bored to tears. This. I am allergic to quite a lot of things, and I am allergic to this. But I've got my antihistamine here uh, because it's the sunset yellow food colourings that are in. you
2: allergic to garters.
0: Yes, that's I'm all of course, allergic to Girdas, of Mark.
2: Iron Brew is made of. Yeah. Made in Scotland. Girdas. I um, love it. I, I no, know. I've been actually properly addicted to it. I found Are a
0: place you? where I can
2: buy 24 cans for seven Oh, quid. Jesus.
1: Is it Costco?
2: And it's not Costco. It's it's a, it's a well-known online retailer. Um, and literally, I just get 24 cans every month and just get through. <gasps> just oh. Do
1: you sleep, though? Isn't there a lot of caffeine in this? This is my um, worry. Or am I? I, I haven't actually no, I don't
2: know if it's affected my sleep. I've always put that down to other things. I'm not sleeping well, but you, you might have a point. You maybe might I've, have a point.
0: Maybe yeah, I've, I've diagnosed didn't something here. It's, um, so it's sugar-free. I didn't even know you could get sugar-free iron brew. I didn't well, think the well, Scottish were get- that. No, no
2: no no hang on a sec you can get sugar free iron brew and you okay. can get iron brew extra
0: Ooh.
2: iron brew extra is is sugar free but it's got something else oh. I don't know what that something else is but it, it's just delicious I couldn't drink ordinary iron brew now which is what I first fell in love with
0: oh, but if
2: probably, I went back to that now it'd be like ah.
1: it's probably best to know what the best not to know what the something else
0: is no it?
2: it's just extra it's all yeah. you yeah. need to you know
0: here, we, here we go well cheers Here's Are you here going yeah, I'm cheers. just going to watch go. your faces here we now. go here Come we go <laughs>
1: Oh, it has got something extra. I don't know
0: what it is. It gets right in the um, bubbly bits in the corner of your mouth, doesn't it? It, it, It's a
2: positive response. Nobody's gone "Ah," like that.
0: Yeah, and it's different. It is different to the original Iron Brew,
1: which I'm... for vaguely familiar with but I have tried before which is I was quite excited about trying this one let me go again
2: well I, I just I just started drinking Iron Brew in Edinburgh because you have to uh, it's the law and then when I found this stuff I suppose it reminded me a bit of a, a drink I used to have as a kid called Tizer oh <laughs> yes it's not unlike Tizer I suppose I think it's the colour that puts people off mostly well
1: but... yeah it's the same colour as Lucasade, isn't it which is yeah. you always mm. consider as a bit of a hangover drink oh. really Aid don't you or
2: oh. a sports drink you're liking it
1: she's liking it She's going
0: to come up in hives. Yeah, I am in a minute. I'm not. I'm not going to. Pre- I'm going to pretend that I'm not sure how I feel about it because otherwise we'll be over and done with Mark, and this podcast would be All redundant. Right. But um, I'm just going to look at the.
1: I was an allergic child, ingredients Mark. Don't, yeah, don't and don't say them out loud in case we find out what the extra
0: is. Oh. 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 oh, there's my glasses. Yeah, to... what that's it? what it is. I had to put my readers on so I could see the ingredients properly, Mark. Um, do you, so you've, did you used to drink booze or if, is it? Oh,
2: no, I don't picked... not drink booze. I, I didn't I didn't pick this because I don't drink booze.
0: Oh, um, good. Well, no, I don't mean all good, but you know, well done. I mean, uh, you know. I, I mean I'm just, all good. <laughs> I'm just
2: not a massive, I'm not a massive wine drinker. Um, I guess it's one of those things where I always just feel out of my depth with wine. I've never kind of been a... I don't know anything about it. So I, you know, I drink it if it's put in front of me, beer I drink or so pale ale of some description. Ooh. But in terms of when, you you know, when you asked about a drink that I'm just passionate about, this is it. I, That's I, I fine. Have a, I have a Jones for this thing. I um, Can't stop drinking it.
0: We I don't just know is, about wine either. Afterwards. No, and we, we still we, don't. We no. still don't, do we? we? We know that there's a red one and a white one yeah. and a pinky one. A pinky one, which
2: actually, uh, in a rather dodgy way, I quite like. Yeah, but oh. if, if I like anything, it's the pinky one. Which Sally's
1: the pinky one, aren't you? I've Sally? got a box of it in my fridge at the moment. In fact, yeah. a box of pink wine. I like. I mean, I like wine so much that I only a few nights ago I was drinking it until six a.m.
2: But a yeah. box of pink wine that you'd be drummed out of any kind of serious wine buff circle, wouldn't you?
1: Oh, be it's would, in a yes. box,
2: and be it's pink.
1: Yes, That's ridiculous. Oh ridiculous. No. It'd be quite fun, though, wouldn't it, to go into a proper wine circle with that? Everyone yeah, else had and
2: drink their... it, and the. Do all that and spit it out.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. what she hasn't told you is—is is this the wine that's out of date, Sal? Yeah, it is it's out of date. Yeah, yeah, because I bought it um, in Costco last year, and I didn't realise. Apparently, because then I googled. I was like, "How on earth is there a date on this? Even you know, why, I didn't think wine had dates on it. But apparently, in a box, it lasts for for longer when it's opened, but it goes out quicker, out of date quicker.
2: Okay. That's, that's... Listen to that glug, 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 as you call oh, it. Oh, I know. What I've gone back Iron in. Brew extra.
1: Oh, terrible, Mark. Yeah. Have you got any fun drunk stories? Well, not even fun? Any I mean you let's have some drunk stories when they ended in misery as well. I don't mind. Well,
2: I suppose I should say that I'm I'm a bit weird with, with I'm a bit weird with drunks. I'm I, I'm not a fan of drunks yeah. as a rule. Um which, which, which to be serious for just a second is probably because I, I I lived with one. I lived with a very bad drunk in my early twenties. <laughs> and it was horrible. And it was really, really horrible. We would we would go to parties. And uh, I would have a drink and he would have a drink. And then he would just keep drinking. Just drink, 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 drink about an hour. And then he would pass out. He would just pass out in the corner. It was like a running joke. People would be putting their coats over him. And, but then, the end of the night, time to go. I'd wake him up. He'd wake up, turn into Incredible Hulk and smash the place up. Oh God. I mean, it was it was really weird. He would wake up not knowing where he was, and he would freak <laughs> out. It just got a bit wearing. I mean, he did have a proper proper problem with it, and and that just and it started to make me very uncomfortable. Um, so I'm not generally good with drunks. I think I'm a pretty nice drunk. I'm a I'm a I'm not one of those people whose eyes suddenly narrow and and get a bit leery. I'm I'm a happy singy type of drunk. Yeah. Really.
0: Oh, I think. Oh. What was the drink that you trained on then when you were oh, learning to drink?
2: The first horrific, horrific one was Southern Comfort without a shadow oh, of a oh, doubt.
0: Really yeah. cool. you know, I,
2: I just see a bottle now in the supermarket and I feel yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: it's all those crappy drinks you drink when you're a teenager that you, that your mum and dad may have knocking about, like Cinzano. um yeah. sherry. Cinzano, bling, um, yeah. martini, that kind oh. of nonsense. And and back in my day, if you went to a party, you'd have like a Watney's party, one of those barrels, party four or party seven. You know, big, big, like, like a tin, but like 10 times that size. And you just crack it and just be pouring beer out of it all night. Um, So, yeah, just beer and beer and shit drinks, really. Never developed a taste for spirits. I still don't drink spirits. I don't drink whiskey or gin.
0: Don't
2: you? No. I'll have a cocktail now and again, fancy cocktail which probably has some vodka in it or something. But no, I couldn't drink, you know. And it's a weird thing because, you know, when you, if you have a present or something, uh, people often get you a lovely bottle of whiskey and you go, oh, isn't that nice? And then give it to somebody because I don't drink
0: oh, the stuff. Well, we'll have, have to, to come a- to your house after okay. Christmas then, won't we? Oh, blimey. You have to keep yeah. a list of who gave it to you so you don't give it back, don't okay. you? Okay. Yeah, not word. spirits
2: for me. Can't do it. Can't
1: no, do mind so you, do you, don't cocktails though. They're kind of cocktails taste more like fruity squash, don't they? Yeah, mix
2: yeah that, that, that's the, that's why they're so dangerous, of course. When yes. you go, oh, uh, a I remember getting horribly drunk on sea breezes one night. Mm. Just <laughs> sea and, oh, the other thing, I'm a nice drunk. I'm a really wussy drunk in that I'm drunk after two drinks. Oh, Same here. You know, I'm not. Oh. I mean, like if I went out and had three pints, I'd be knackered. I'd be that. I'd be gone.
0: But it's it's quite nice
2: there. It's a control freakery thing, isn't it? You know, I, I mean, I'm out with people sometimes having a drink, and I have a pint and I feel very happy, and I have two pints. And then maybe I have a third pint, and I go, well, and you know, you're on the edge. You're absolutely on the edge. And I go, that's it. Whereas other people go, here we go. You know?
0: Yes, I, th- I think me and Sally are, here are we go. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'm, I'm definitely a kind of, that's me, done. I
1: think it's where your stopping point is, because I do have a stopping point. I'm not like your friend. I had a friend who like that as well, who I used to have to ask people to, like strangers, to help me take her home and stuff yeah. you know it's that sort of thing. you can't leave somebody completely and that's I mean, sort of her stopping point was much further away than my, mine I mean I but yeah I'm definitely like Woo, here we go and then eventually I'm like oh, that's enough um, yeah we can't we can't do any more
2: if, if you were to talk about that stopping point as if it were like the braking distance of a car yeah. I always presume I'm on black ice so I right. so I stopped that much earlier
0: yeah, I kind of um, do and
2: I I hate feeling shit the day after <laughs> I mean nobody likes feeling shit the day after <laughs> But I also hate that feeling of, did I do that? I might have done that. I might have said that. I can't. It's a control freak thing. I can't bear being out of control, I guess, which is why it's... I've never done. I've never really been much for drugs either. Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, like that. No, thank you.
2: I'd rather have a nice cup of tea and a digestive biscuit. Yes.
0: Well, what you've done there is you've actually, you've made me um, realise that I've never known what uh, the braking distance of a car is. And also <laughs> most of the cars that I've had, don't really have breaks. The breaks don't work do they no they don't and and another thing is you made me realize i'm not a control freak mark because i've got no uh, dignity left whatsoever <laughs> and i've got there's nothing about me that says you should really stop that loop no i'll just carry on so you, like, well, but that's do...
2: fine that's fine because you're you're good with that yeah, you know, there, yeah. It, there are people who want it both ways you can't have it both ways you can't get drunk and behave like an absolute arse and then kind of go, oh, that's terrible. I behave like an absolute ass Because the obvious answer is, well, don't do it. You know, don't drink 87 oh. pints. But well, you're just going, I behave like an ass. That's what I do when I've had a drink. Fair enough. Uh, no, I'm good with that. I think that's yeah. fine. Do you... It depends
1: what an arse is as well, though, doesn't it? Like, I mean, I got so drunk once I stole my neighbour's pizza yeah. when it was the, the delivery person had left it outside for them. And I was like, oh, that looks nice, took it in and ate it. That's a bit of an arsey thing to do. But I did buy them lots of things the next day to apologise. But I still found it funny as well. You know, the next day I thought, well, that was really funny.
2: Don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever done anything really bad. I've had bad things done to me when I've been right. drunk, which it, <laughs> sounds much worse than It is, and It's not going to go yeah. where you think it might go. Yeah. Um, me and me and my mate, coincidentally, the guy I later lived with who was unlivable with, we were when we were about 17, we got horribly drunk in Birmingham where we both lived. This would have been about 1978. So it was it was punk time. Mm-hmm. Punk had just arrived in Birmingham, about a year and a half after it arrived everywhere else. We'd been to a gig, vaguely new Wagish gig pub, and we we're walking home, and these two couples came past us arm-in-arm, these two couples, and there was snow on the ground. It was the depths of winter, and a sort of good-natured snowball fight broke out between me and my mate and these two couples, or at least what we thought was a good-natured snowball fight. And it finished, and then we heard, and turned around, and these four people, these two men and these two women, jumped on us, right? Uh. And the blokes were going, you wearing your fucking straight jeans, in your straight jeans, you fucking punk and we were like what the and and you know my mate at one point was doing quite well against this other bloke and then this woman jumped on his back and was punching him in the face and basically these two couples beat the shit out of us and we were too drunk to do anything about it because we'd been drinking very cheap beer in the Sully Park Tavern happy days <laughs> uh, so yeah you out of control when you need to be in control I suppose
0: and when you're writing, have you, do you drink when you write or does <laughs> is to the two things? Do you really think that would go well? There, well, a, I don't there know. There is an
1: expression, isn't there? Um, write, pissed, edit, sober.
2: Yeah, well, uh, I don't think that was that was coined by an, a writer who was <laughs> successful. Um, no, God, no, you, no, I couldn't. No, that would be ridiculous. Uh,
1: you can't. I mean, I, I've tried to. You know, sometimes I think, oh, I've got to do some work tonight, some sort of writing or whatever. And I think, oh, I might just have a glass of wine, and then you just sit and think I'd be all right. And then you think, well, that's the end of that work. And yeah, because I've had I, a sleep. I'm like, that's I, done.
2: Honestly, don't <laughs> think I've done it in you know what, like twenty-three novels. I don't think I've. Consumed while I've been doing it, consumed a single unit of alcohol. No, now, would,
0: I gen- would you finish
1: when you're writing? When you're, I don't know how you write it. How your pattern is? Whether you just can keep, keep writing all the time, or if you finish a book and like relax then. Um, but while you're writing through the day, or however many hours, do you have? Would you have a drink at the end of the day, or would you just you'll plough through until you've got the book written? Well, mm-hmm.
2: no, because quite often, because there's not they're not set hours. You know, they're not. Yeah. It, it, I can't. I can't stand those writers ago. go, I write from 9 till 11, then I have a sandwich, and I start, oh, fuck off, you know, you don't, sometimes I won't write for a week, but, yeah. but, the, book, but the book's still in your head, you work in yeah. your head all the time, wow. uh, this is just when you're at the computer doing the typing, you know, and uh, even then, if I've been working all day, I might not have got much done, and I'll go back to work at 11 o'clock at night. And work into the early yeah, hours, so yeah. I can't. I can't go. Oh, I'll have a couple of beers with me dinner. Um, so it's
0: not like understand. misery then, when you're like strapped to a bed, <laughs> and then you're only allowed a glass of champagne and a cigar when you finally finish that last page.
2: No, there's a, there is always a moment when I go when I go down when I finish a book, when I go downstairs and go ta-da, and open a bottle or something. But that's once a year. But it's all more than made up for at, at, at book festivals because because crime writers really do tend to be party animals. There's a, there's quite a lot Ooh. of drinking done when when they all get together should we when say you- oh. which is which is you know the cliched version of it is because we all get our badness out on the page because we're, we're killing people right left and center so when we all get together we're all jolly and happy and nice to each other and we like to socialize and that's you know that's kind of true up to a point so there's a lot of you know when you when you go to a festival the biggest crime festival is coming up in a couple of weeks uh Obviously, for the first time in two years, yeah, and, and that is a weekend where you know, wow. you, leave, you leave your liver in Harrogate.
0: Do you play like, oh, crime writers top trumps? Well, I murdered three people in my book last week uh, with a candlestick and a knife. What did you do? Is it is there rivalry between you all? Um, no, th-
2: I mean, again, that's one of the kind of cliches of crime writers is that they're kind of there's a bit of a gang mentality because. You're sort of on the fringes of the literary community. You know, mm-hmm. there, 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 are, there are the very snobbish elements that think, oh, genre fiction. You know, crime fiction and science fiction and fantasy fiction and you know, women's fiction, um, oh. whatever it might be, that consider themselves above that. So, crime. Somebody once described crime writers as the smokers of the literary community, and I think that's a pretty good description. That's nice, though. Uh, I'd quite
1: like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: they're the naughty boys and girls just outside yeah. the door having a good time. Um, but so uh, there isn't much in the way of the, the reason it isn't competitive is that people that read crime fiction read tons of it I mean they read tons of it they don't just read you know one book of one book a year they're reading a couple of books a week so if they read my book it doesn't mean they're not going to go out and buy Ian Rankin's book and Lee Child's book and so they read incredibly wide, widely so it's not like you're in direct competition with each other I mean your mm. publishers make sure that your book isn't coming out the same day as you know somebody else who you might be joshing within the charts or, or is it all right in a very similar subgenre to you or whatever. But, Broadly speaking, we all get on like a house I'm in a band. I'm in a band with a bunch of other crime writers.
1: Oh you? Boys. what's it called? Yeah.
2: Oh fuck yeah!
1: What's the name of the band?
2: We're called the Fun Loving Crime Writers. Oh, um,
0: brilliant!
2: Oh, and great. we we played Glastonbury. We played at Glastonbury in
0: 2019. No, that's oh, brilliant. I was oh, there. That,
2: that was just such bucket list stuff. It was unbelievable. We, what
1: stage were you on?
2: On the acoustic stage, which is oh, fucking huge.
1: Brilliant! Amazing.
2: <laughs> we um. We started doing it as a sort of joke at book festivals a couple of years ago. And I should say, so six of us in the band, three people in the band are properly brilliant musicians, as well okay. as being crime writers, right? Really good. And they are the drummer, the bass player, and the lead guitarist. So we're. Talking, <laughs>
0: and what do you, you know, play? So,
2: oh, I play guitar badly and sing. Okay. Um, and then we have a sort of front woman and uh, another guy called Chris Brookmeyer who he, he sings and plays guitar as well. So we're the three up front front, riding on the coattails of these three brilliant musicians behind us. Um, So people come along going, oh, they're not as shit as we thought they might be, which I know isn't much of a sort of selling point. We're better than you think we might be. But anyway, so we did a few gigs and and more gigs and a few more gigs. And suddenly I I got the call saying, do you want to play Glastonbury? And I I was the one that had to email the rest of the band going, I promise you this isn't a joke (laughs) because it's the kind of thing you joke about when you're in a band, isn't it? Oh, and when we're playing Glastonbury. And it's the sort of thing that people take the piss out of when they know you're in a band. When are you playing Glastonbury? Uh,
1: well, 2019 next Wednesday, actually, yes. Thank you. It, was,
2: it was fucking awesome. It was oh, absolutely wow. awesome. What a you
1: thing. know, we had...
2: So backstage, you're in this little backstage tent, and there's all the fridges. Everybody's got their own fridges with your riders in it. And there's Hawkwind and Keen and us, right? And, I, <laughs> and and because I was so, uh, you know, grateful that we'd been offered the gig, when, when they said, what's your rider? I said, um, 12 cans of lager and a bottle of red wine?
0: No! I'm oh. oh! sorry oh! like
2: that. Sorry don't like that. Extra. And it, I don't know whether you remember how hot it was. Uh, yeah,
1: I do. Oh, yeah. boiling so hot. Yeah. Right, yeah. Glast-
2: uh, 2019 Glastonbury. And so we'd, we'd drunk all our beer, you know, two hours before we were due on stage. Your and 12 then the, cans. The lead, I know. The, our lead guitarist from Northern Ireland came and said, have you seen Watson Hawkins? French!
1: <laughs> I mean, everything I bet. Everything,
2: everything, <laughs> yeah, everything all the booze. So we just started pilfering beer out. <gasps> yeah. Did fridge. you? Did you? It was, a good, it was a gorgeous day. It was. Oh,
0: so and your gorgeous. fridge has got like twelve cans of lager and pretend dismembered heads and fingers yeah, seven and, heads yeah. and some whatever. Oh, because you're all crimey. Eh? Oh, that's brilliant. But do you remember who <laughs> you were like in competition with at
1: last? Who was playing at the same time? say on the, um, uh, the
2: who was on the big stage? Um Oh, I can't even I can't even remember. Well the thing was, we actually got booked to do another festival the weekend afterwards called Cornbury, which is brilliant oh, yeah.
1: festival. Oxfordshire, isn't it? And
2: even you know, we're on the bill with the fucking beach boys, right? Wow. Like, wow. And in a way that was more fun, oddly, because we were so nervous at Glastonbury. Yeah. that it kind of went by in a bit of a blur but by the time we got to the weekend after that, I went like oh we can do this outdoor festivals a lot of- so we had the time of our lives just had the oh, time of our lives um, and then had a tour had a, had a proper tour oh my
1: god just lined the story up, keeps but, going
2: but then it, but then that was all They were, that was all Covid that all went uh, but
1: we will you do briefs. it do you think uh, you'll, do you think you'll still do it well we're hoping it?
2: that some of the, some of those dates will get back put in we had a big gig at Queen's Hall in Edinburgh um, wow. and anyway we, 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 we are back on stage in September September
0: and is it covers that you do or do you all write no, songs no covers, about no. murdering God people
2: knows. if we all wrote songs we'd split up instantly <laughs> six writers I've written a song no I've written a song your song's yeah. shit um, so they're all cover versions of songs about murder and crime
0: oh, oh that's brilliant oh I really want to come see you so come on what
2: are some of the songs we play then
0: um, oh Bob Marley.
1: Marley
2: what we don't do any no there's no Bob Marley are you thinking of I shot the sheriff
1: no, I, I, no I wasn't but um, I was thinking of No Woman No Cry who sang that
2: Bob Marley but what's yeah. that got to do with murder there's no oh. it isn't no oh. woman because he's murdered her
1: do you do um, I think it's... You're,
2: <laughs> you're really misunderstanding do you know lyrics. what I've done oh.
1: I've got the words in my head wrong they're not the words no
2: woman because I've killed her yeah. no
0: no <laughs> murder on the dance floor oh, oh. we
2: tried we tried that nightmare couldn't do that
0: oh, it's a I always disco got the song. words wrong yeah I thought it was murder on the dance floor you better not kill the groom
2: no it's, okay. groove.
0: It's, it's groove it's groove yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, we
2: do things like Psycho Killer by Talking Heads oh. and uh, I Thought the Law, Clash, Watching the Detectives, Elvis Costello.
1: Me and Lou lots, are terrible at this game, aren't we? Yeah. Of,
2: come on, can you think of a single song I about murder or I've crime? We do song. crime. I Predict Riot, we do.
0: Oh, um, Saturday
2: Night's all right for Fighting. Um, oh. anything?
0: Kung Fu, Kung Fu Fighting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no. We should. We should do Kung Fu Fighting. That's a very good call.
0: Um, in fact, oh, no. Was,
2: just in g- fact, g- it was a little bit frightening. Yes, I've never a little bit frightening.
0: We're shitting oh. ourselves. Are, yeah. you yeah. Are you googling? Are you googling murder about songs? about Murder. <clears throat> yeah. Songs about murder. I think if I died, you'd have to clear my internet history because I look, I, I look like a well, a weirdo. No, what,
2: what do you think a crime writer's internet? Well, history. Looks I've got like? this Fucking book today
0: hell. that I went to. Um, I went to a bookshop mm. and I bought this book by Mark mm. Billingham called Lazy Bones. And I thought, oh, I'll have a little flick-through. Well, I was in. I was in. And then I thought, oh, I've got to do a podcast now. And then I thought, oh no, with
2: with him. Okay. With him. I'll just tell you yeah. what happens at the end and then you, you don't have to worry. No, don't uh, tell I, me. I, I um, once had to Google, I promise you, this so th- this is quite early days. That's quite an old book. So this is 17, 18 years ago. <laughs> I had to find out what a body would look like if you dug it up from a shallow grave after whatever it was, three months, whatever. So I went online and I, and I Googled this. And up came a forensic anthropology <gasps> news group, which was really useful. And I posted this question on this news group and got some really helpful stuff back. Well, it would depend obviously on the climate and the type of soil. And if the body was buried near a railway line, then oh. creosote would leach in from the railway ties and help preserve the bones. Really helpful. And then I clicked on the next one and I swear to God, it said... Burying them nude is best.
0: Ah, oh, Look at me leaning in. He's like, I'm a weirdo. It's best. best. So it means that there's they've a, tried every way as well. Yeah,
2: there's a lot of um, there's a lot of strange people oh. out there. But my search history is shocking. Absolutely. Have
0: shocking. you been to a real life post mortem then, and, and seen a cadaver for real?
2: I've seen cadavers, uh, and I've been in you know prisons and done yeah met some met some bad met some serial killers. Talked for, to some serial killers
1: for research. Generally, you get you um, have to go in either
2: for research or for like. Um, I did, a, I did a radio documentary about this. There's a really weird uh, killer in Poland called Christian Barla, who was caught because he wrote a book about his own... He wrote a novel, right? I swear to God. There's this really vicious unsolved murder in Poland, and it was unsolved for years until this book came out, and and the police read this novel going, only the person that did... Anyway, he got caught because he was one of these classic people who thought he was a genius yeah. and wrote a novel about this murder. And anyway, he's in prison and I had to go in prison to interview him. And he still thinks he's a kind of unheralded literary genius. The book is shocking. It's a terrible, terrible book called A Mock. Uh, but Christian um, still thinks one day his, his literary genius is going to be recognised.
0: Did, his- did he bury his body nude?
2: It, no he killed he, he, he drowned them in a river they were killed, they were strangled and then thrown in a real cold freezing oh, river. Um, i suppose
1: if you're narcissistic enough and and without empathy to kill somebody then you're going to think you're a genius aren't you as well it comes in that <laughs> must come in the same category of where your brain is you must just think you're um you know you you you're you're incredible and you survive everything so well it's, it's
2: also it's that thing of yeah you're Because most serial killers, you know, the whole Hannibal Lecter idea of of serial killer being an evil genius, of course, is nonsense. I mean, that's Mm. just what they like in books and films. You know, Fred West couldn't read or write. You Mm. know, he's not he's not sampling fine wines and, you know, Chianti Chianti and fava beans. Um, But they have a kind of cunning, a sort of animal cunning. But then at the other end of the scale, you get you get these criminals who are, do you know, the Dunning-Kruger effect.
0: No. So oh, now I've heard it, of this. Yes. it's
2: brilliant. It's the Dunning Kruger effect. Basically, what it means is you're too stupid to know you're stupid. Right. And it was coined by these two psychologists called Dunning and Kruger, these Canadian psychologists, who read a case about this American guy who robbed a bank, and he'd read somewhere that you could use lemon juice as invisible ink. You know that thing of like you can yeah. write in lemon juice. So he covered himself in invisible ink. No. In lemon juice. Literally poured lemon juice and spent all day squeezing lemons all over (laughs) himself and then robbed a bank, thinking that the cameras wouldn't see him. And then, of course, the police found him in about half an hour and he was gobsmacked. He couldn't understand that they had found him so easily. And it's just that thing of he he was so dumb. He had no idea how dumb he was. Uh, And it's, I love
0: that. that. Wow. Imagine just popping to Sainsbury's and buying (laughs) 300 lemons. Yeah. Just always pancake day. Oh, God. I mean, I'm stupid, stupid, but don't tell anyone. They'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) Just with the smell of lemon, everyone cats around the place going everywhere. Most criminals
2: criminals are stupid. A friend of mine was an Irish copper who, uh, this guy was (laughs) arrested for an armed robbery. And they said, We've got an eyewitness. Who can identify you? And the guy said, How could he identify me? I was wearing a balaclava. I kind of love that stuff.
0: I love that um, the gentleman caller also told, told us that you name your characters after uh, comedians as well. So I've been flicking through the book yeah. trying to spot all the people that you've named. So, what what's the reason behind that then? Is it because you just like they're your great names?
2: I was still working as a stand up when I started writing the books um, and carried on doing so for about seven or eight years. Um, so, when I started, you know, you know thinking of somebody's name is just incredibly hard it yeah. sounds like really easy and you just look around and you just can't think of good original names so at the time i literally go when oh, who's he going to be called oh he's going to be called thorn because paul, paul thorn, thorn is comics one of my best mates so i paul thorn uh you know little knowing i'd be writing about that character 20 years later and similarly you know brigstock holland yeah Pitson. um the only time i've ever asked well some people would ask me going can i be a character And if they had a really odd name, you know, I couldn't call a character George Egg, you know what I mean? That would be
0: ridiculous.
2: (laughs) Um, Or Otis Cannelloni. But I wanted to name a character Gribbin, Um, but I had to ask Steve Gribbin's permission because he was a hideous paedophile in the book. And Gribbin was thrilled. Gribbin just went, yeah, go for it. So uh yeah, I was going to say uh,
0: do you sort of match the character up to the name Would you- No no i so and I've sort of I, I
2: still do it now and again if a name occurs to me but,
1: but when you're writing that that character though um do you sometimes kind of like if you're writing about a pedophile called Gribbon, do you sort of you have to kind of keep reminding yourself not to think of steve gribbon as well yeah. you know like
0: singing, singing his Bog- songs started talking <laughs> about the left wing you no
2: know, they were just they were just names that's really all they were they were just yeah.
0: names. Um, i love that though that's brilliant because the, the i've done very little writing but the the writing i have done it's always like that struggle of like I don't know what to call this person. Oh, I'll call them after the man down the road or I'll call it after an ex-boyfriend or I'll do this, that and the other. But there's always, then I can't stop seeing that person's face when I'm writing. So like when you're, I found it interesting when I was reading your website that you, the character of Thorne, you wanted David Morrissey to play it in the TV Program And then I was like, well, I know that's Paul Thorne, but I was like, oh, he doesn't look anything like Paul Thorne. But then you say, oh, I'll leave it up to the, the reader to imagine what they look like. But I love that. though. Do you not get like the seed of, the, of Paul Thorne? Do you not put him in various different positions of things? No,
2: like, oh. no I absolutely don't. And, <laughs> but, here's, but here's the thing. Readers have their own idea. I mean, David yeah. Morrissey did play Thorne on television and I don't see David Morrissey. Not for a second yeah. do I see David Morrissey when I'm writing I mean, You know, I've written a dozen books since he played the character. Played it very brilliantly, but I don't see him at all. Yeah. And uh, I remember just before that TV series came out, <laughs> I was doing an event at the Edinburgh Book Festival and we had a big a trailer for the series. So, the, I, so I was on stage and the tra- lights went down and they showed this like five-minute trailer and I was chuffed. I mean, really chuffed. Why wouldn't I be, you know? Got to, so it finished and I went, what do you think? And a woman at the front just went, he's too tall
0: no oh god nobody
2: is ever going to be the picture a reader has in their head of course Mm. course. and and because i'm in his head looking out at the world what he looks like doesn't matter to me i've never described him right you know so it doesn't matter to me i don't see david morrissey uh some readers might you know you can't you can't really think of inspector morse without seeing john thor or can you i don't think too many people think jack reacher looks like tom cruise but, no because Jack is six foot six and built like a brick shit house and Tom Cruise is tiny little Scientologist down, isn't
0: he? less...
1: pop him pop him into Jack Reacher's he's top pocket. there you go Tom shouting um... about Scientology from the
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have another question for you Mark which is it's kind of like a really it's a really serious question you know when you were in Maid <laughs> and her merry men did yes. you get chafing from the tights
2: I, I, do you know what? As you say that, I'm looking up. I've got framed over there. But you can't see it. But it's a picture of the original costume design. Ah! Oh.
1: In his,
2: his chainmail. Um, no, not chafing. Worse, worse than chafing. I don't know what they were actually made of. It wasn't. So we had tights. We had these horrible sort of Hessian tights. Oof. I mean, they were a bit uncomfortable at the end of the day. Uh, and then this chainmail, which obviously what I, it's called chainmail. It wasn't really. It was very heavy, but it wasn't. It was a heavy wool, knitted wool something. Oh, right. And there was an episode where we had to get thrown in a river and I was thrown in a river and then it started to shrink. And I don't just mean like shrinking a bit. like <laughs> I can't fucking breathe. Oh, no. Drinking. And we're in the river going, yeah, yeah. And everybody's going, keep filming. This is great. And we're going, no, no, we're fucking suffocating here. And they had to come in and basically cut us out of this stuff. Um, and it was very uncomfortable when you were when you had custard poured down your tights and feathers and.
0: God. What a brilliant job though. It was the what best, best job br- ever. It was, oh, it was one of my favourite programmes ever, favorite programs. Ever, oh, ever, ever. Just brilliant. I was I a bit like, oh I hope a listener
1: just tuned in just then.
0: Like and then when there
1: was custard poured down our
2: table. <laughs> <laughs> But it's also it's also the show that I that turned me into a writer, oddly. Oh. I mean I was just a jobbing actor and I went for this audition and I got this show which ran for like five years and was just the best fun ever. Just running around in a forest with a big sword. Yeah. Every you know it was just glorious fun but by the end of it Tony Robinson who created the show was like Mr Busy you know doing all his archaeology stuff and and just said oh you write a bit you do jokes and stuff mm. come and help so I, I I started writing with him on the final series of that so that when it finished I'd just become a television writer by accident wow um so if you, honestly if you hadn't been for that show just walking into that you know audition one day I'd probably never written anything. You, and then you've just...
1: sort of had the career of Bruce Forsyth. You're a proper all-rounder, aren't you? You've written, you've acted, you're now <laughs> singing and playing the guitar. Can you dance? I Do mean, you, you dance? Yeah. Oh, no. You need to be presenting a variety of so soon. It's,
2: what it is, in all seriousness, it's very weird. I don't know what you, you two were like in the lockdown and stuff. But I I was fine for a bit, and then I kind of hit this wall. I remember sort of hitting this wall where I went, I really hate this, I can't do this anymore. And my wife very cleverly said, you're missing an audience, aren't you? And it was a real sort of psychological insight. That's really what it was. And I don't just, not necessarily an audience on a big stage, an audience in the pub or an audience, you know what I mean? It was just my family who were like the worst audience in the world because they're like, heard it. Can you imagine (laughs) every gig, every gig you do, just heard it. That Shut up.
1: Is um, <laughs> she good? Dad's talking was, again. <laughs> but that's
2: what it was because whether it's acting or doing stand-up or, or writing, it's all showing off.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, all putting course. on
2: a performance of one sort or another. Yeah. And I, I remember at school, the most mortifying thing any teacher could ever say was "Stop showing off, Billingham! Oh, stop showing off!" Yeah. And it used, you... used to kill me. Used to kill me. And I, and I vowed never to say that to my kids.
1: Ever. Yes, my brother used to say it to me in front of my friends. And it's just the one thing you just go, because uh, you are showing, that's why they say it, cause you are showing off, aren't you, being a dick? You <laughs> are, I
2: but I've, I've managed to eke out a living of one sort or another by doing it. Yes. Um, and you know, sometimes it can lead to. Sometimes Imagine just, if that was a
0: heckle. I mean, we've been heckled. Stop with... Stop
2: showing off! Yeah, That's stop good showing off! It.
0: And you like, oh God, sorry. <laughs> you Mom. were just I just oh, okay. go. <laughs> yeah, awful. Mark, oh, well, let's we, talk
2: about let's talk best heckles. Let's talk best heckles ever that you've been on the receiving end of.
0: I'll tell you the best one I had was um, oh two actually Blackburn. Uh, I got booed off stage as soon as I walked on.
2: That's good. That's nice.
0: Yeah. And then the second one, I was in the middle of a set for Agra Man. Do you remember Agraman? Man? And, I uh,
2: do remember agraman
0: uh, At the coach house in Buxton. And I was quite new and I was in my set and then it was silent because it was shit. And then I just heard somebody going, whoosh, 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 making tumbleweed noises. There you go.
2: That's nice.
0: Sally nice doesn't enough. get heckled because she's brilliant. I've never been heckled. Oh no, of course I have. Loads. I
2: remember Agraman walking on in the middle of somebody's set of the frog and bucket or something, long, long, long time ago. In the middle of an act turn and just taking the mic off him and going, Right, who's got a four court scene? It's a four court scene around there. <laughs> <What's in> the- <laughs> And this poor comic, you know, who was probably only booked to do 10 minutes, just walked, oh, my God.
1: I said once, I asked somebody, I asked a question to an audience and somebody agreed, and then I went back to her and said, you know, she answered, and I said, oh, is that true? And she went, no, I was just trying to help.
2: (laughs) Oh. Oh, that's nice.
1: uh, If I didn't think I was having a bad gig, I was told. I am um, Mark. We have oh, we haven't asked you your best tackle yet. Go on, oh,
2: then. okay. Well, so I um I was closing the late show at Jongleurs Camden. Oh fuck knows when. And uh, it was one of those ones where you just walk out and you know you you mm. haven't got a chance. You just one act too many. They just went no. It's yeah. two o'clock in the morning on a Friday. Yeah. We're all pissed. We thought we could handle it. it we're all tired. So I was really struggling. Uh, and I struggled for about five, ten minutes. And then managed to st- start talking to somebody in the front who was, I think, from Poland. And and I just started talking to them. And just, just what's Polish for some rude... I mean, it was so cheap and hacky and rubbish. What's Polish for penis? What's Pol- And I started to get the semblance of a reaction. And you know that thing in your head where you think, I can turn this round. <laughs> I, so I was going, what's Polish for this? What's-? And then the bloke at the back just, what's Polish for your shit?
0: <laughs> <Come on." laughs> <laughs> that
1: was the end
0: uh, of it. And then they've won, haven't they, then? And then you went to visit him in Poland because he turned out
1: to be a murderer.
2: Yeah,
1: serial so killer. Now, Mark, we, we ask our lovely listeners for their drunk stories. I'm going to read it. It's a, just a short one here. And maybe ask your opinion on what you would do in the situation. Okay. Um, so, last year, I woke up one Sunday with a sheet of plenty fused to my forehead with blood not having the foggiest what had happened i told my family i banged it on a kitchen cupboard in brackets i was drinking screwdrivers a few few days later i had a flashback i'd got up on top of the picnic table to look at the stars and face planted the stones on the way down i'm now called harry plopper at home because of the scar should i fess up with the real reason hmm. that's bob what what did they have stuck to their head a sheet it's, of what a sheet of
0: plenty it's a um, sheet of it's plenty? kitchen roll Oh, of Plenty. Yeah. I yeah.
2: it was like, is it—is it something to do with the Horn of Plenty? Uh, <laughs>
0: sheet, that, it sounds biblical, a really doesn't thick, it? really thick, really
1: thick And then thick they did blanket. wrap the
2: Lord in the Sheet of Plenty.
1: Do you know, I didn't know what it was, and I just assumed you two would, so I read it with real confidence as well. A Sheet you of did. Plenty. Yeah, like you, you knew exactly yeah. what it was. No, I was thinking they'll the know what was.
2: The Sheet of Fuck All. Um... Well, they? Do this, it's yeah. not. A, it's not the worst thing in the world, and they're not. They're not confessing to casually murdering somebody, are they? I well, mean, no, um,
1: they're not. Well, I mean, I suppose we are asking. I think yeah, there's a bit more I'm to right, it yeah. than
0: that. I'm just googling what a screwdriver is. Oh, it's a drink. It's isn't vodka it? and
2: vodka and orange juice, isn't
0: it? Oh, it's a high. Uh, yes. Oh. Ah, it was in just a vodka times, and orange. Wasn't, it? It wasn't ah. that a drink that
1: they kept trying to order? a Screwdriver. <laughs> was oh, that that's um, yeah.
0: Oh, just a vodka and orange. Yeah, oh, next it?
2: it's one of the really basic ones back in the early days it was yeah. very fancy just vodka like oh. and juice.
0: Well, well, well it serves him right for pretending it's drinking really posh drinks when it's actually just a body and orange and I'm glad he fell off the table. Oh Gosh, she's, she's certainly had
1: her iron brew extra, hasn't she? The, I th- I'm hoping that the um, allergies are starting to kick in now. They are, I, can...
2: I think that this would be a brilliant mixer in a cocktail, but I don't know what to
1: have you it with. Well. what I've got. I've got some vodka. <clears throat> oh,
2: one. is it? Oh, hello.
1: Yeah. I might put I some good Aperol good in mine. Hang give on. Give it a go. Give it a go. I'm gonna going to, bear with me. I bet
2: you to an iron brew. He's the thing yeah, of I bet
1: it's all right, isn't it? Here we go. i put, top up with a bit of iron brew. I'm going to top up the iron brew. Oh, look, you can hear planking in the background. That's a
0: little... <laughs> Oh, dear cupboard right. you are I just heard the clanking in the background sorry yeah i wasn't going to drink today but april and... mm, oh, pretty
2: much it's going to go very
0: exactly nice exactly that. vodka and iron
1: <laughs> that's all right actually vodka. yeah that's that's pretty good because sometimes i find vodka like i don't like vodka and coke because it just tastes like flat coke to me i just think it's a waste of both but Mm. That's nice. Oh, hello.
2: There's a success story. Yep.
1: Oh, Sally. Oh, Lou. You've got a parole. I have. But you know what I'm going to try as well? Buckfast. I googled. Oh, my God. I know. It's outrageous. It's the most We're disgusting We're getting really drink. Scottish.
2: This is really, yeah. really Scottish now, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Buckfast and Iron Brew extra. How exciting. I haven't got any bit. Buckfast left. Oh, you drank it all.
0: Well, times are hard. Oh.
1: We had Buckfast with Larry Dean, one of our um, guests, Mark. And he's, he, well, he did. I mean, it is, it is no, sort of known as a Scottish drink, isn't it? But it's actually made in Devon by monks, isn't it? Yeah. Is yeah. Made by the Benedictine monks, Buckfast, Abbey, Devon, England. Tonic wine. Yeah. Go on oh, then. Fuck me. Oh, just the smell. Disgusting. No. Oh, yeah. Don't do it. Actually, it's not as bad as it smells. Oh. <laughs> it's actually, that is an improvement. That makes the Buckfast drinkable. Does it taste like Limto? I don't know what it tastes like, but it's not that bad. Oh, do you know what? In fact, I would go as far as saying give that a go Buckfast and Iron Brew. And then also, I'll take
2: a rain check on that, I think.
0: (laughs) Yeah sally's just getting another glass she's getting the baileys now she's she's done a bit of research mark and she's gone you can put baileys and iron brew together what are you going and for now she's doing it's that baileys, she's doing baileys, a baileys and baileys, baileys that'll curdle it's though will it it has god Lou, you're you're a chef i know you? isn't you isn't knew. it called like a brain uh oh, what's Probably. it called brain something because it goes all lumpy like brains I wish I, had, oh I should have God. put it in a different like I put it in a Glastonbury I think you're supposed that. to put it um, in a shot glass, mate. Not not oh, oh. Oh. Yeah, it really
1: has curdled. It's like yeah, it's like it's got eggs in it. Hang on. How is this for you, Mark, watching this? It doesn't taste too bad. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I'd I wouldn't choose it, but it's not no. as repulsive as you um as you might think.
2: Okay. That is really horrible.
1: Imagine if they served that up at a wedding and didn't tell people what it was.
2: <laughs> Just gave it a fancy name. A Bailey
1: brew. A Bailey brew (laughs) scheme. Bailey brew extra. Isn't that strange? I reckon if you poured that and then you scraped the top
0: off like a pint, you know, and they scraped the head off. No. Yes. (laughs) Maybe. It's like, maybe the thickness of it now with the flavour of the iron brew, you could scrape it off and put it on a cheesecake maybe. It's I wish I had the vocabulary to yeah. really describe this, because all I'm yeah, doing we've... is going. Mm, it's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah, but mm, Well, maybe everybody at home who's listening should try it. And Mark, it I'm like sure Blamange. you'll be rushing straight off to try that, won't you?
2: Yes, Ned. I will, though. Yes. yes,
0: thank you. Which leads me on to my penultimate question. Okay. <clears throat> Mark oh, Billingham. Yes. Writer, comedian, actor, all around. Top bloke, kind of, okay. all-around <laughs> twat. I wasn't <laughs> going to say that, but, you've, you, you know, right. you call yourself what you want. Let's imagine, let's take ourselves back with a use our imagination and our creative brains. Let's imagine you've got a spittoon, okay, and somebody has spat all the shrapnel from their drinks in that spittoon, and you, Mark Billingham, have to drink it. Whose spittoon would you drink?
2: Oh, I thought it was going to be, like, how much? How no, much money would it...
1: That's a good question. But you can answer that as well. Okay, I I would.
2: Well, it has to be a kind of real uh, hero, doesn't it? Who you uh, you know? Yeah, I would. I would drink the the salivated leavings of Elvis Costello. I would oh. drink anything anything he chose to spit. I would I would happily I would happily drink. Which is That's a bit a sad, lot. really, isn't it? That's a bit. That's
0: sad a boring. great answer. That's isn't a lovely it? answer. We it love would, Elvis Costello. Would be him without yeah.
1: Oh, oh, what do would have in that in yeah. that spittoon? I uh,
2: well, I think in days gone by, um, when he wasn't quite so clean living as he is now, all veggie and, and very clean living, it would have been all manner of all manner of booze, all Everything. the all the booze known to humanity in the in the late seventies and eighties. It would
1: have probably looked like my <laughs> yeah, it certainly
2: would. It would I got to I got to meet him, and it was the it was one of those moments when it's like. This could be this, I could be crushed and have my life destroyed. Yeah, Yeah. I got so I'd been to see him. Well, I mean, dozens and dozens of times I've been to see him, but I went to see him in 1986 at the Royal Court Theatre in Liverpool. And he used to do a thing with a big spinning songbook, so he had a huge wheel of songs. And you'd get people out of the audience, and they'd spin this huge wheel. So it was like a quiz show. And whatever song came up, the band would play. Or they'd play. And it had all sorts of weird songs, ABBA songs on it. And it oh, was wow. Weird. In 1986, and I got up on stage at the Royal Court of Liverpool. 30 years later, I meet somebody at a publishing party, and I say, so what you got coming out? And they go, oh, publishing Elvis Costello's autobiography. And I'm like, what? you are never. And I get all excited. And they go, so are you a fan? And I go, yeah. And, I, and the woman goes, oh. week later, I get an email going, would you like to interview Elvis uh, on stage when his autobiography comes out? And I'm like, you know, the quickest yes ever, right? But then, like, I'm interviewing Elvis Costello too. I'm interviewing Elvis Costello on stage at the Royal Court Theatre in Liverpool. 30 years, almost to the day that I'd been... Oh, my goodness. And so I got to... And I was walking from Lime Street Station to the theatre to meet him, like, an hour before the show, and I'm thinking... If he's remotely horrible to me, I mean, I will be crushed. I will be absolutely fucking crushed. I mean, why would he be, right? But you have that never meet your heroes thing. And as it was, he was nice and we sat in his dressing room for an hour talking about Bob Dylan and whatever. And I'm just like, if you could tell my 17-year-old self. Um, So he is my absolute hero.
1: But we have to decide now whether your drink of choice, Mark Billingham, is a spit or a swallow. For you two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it's for swallow for you, isn't it? Obviously. Obviously. Um, a- for me, I mean, Lou has...
2: Okay, well, I'm I'm now watching. I'm watching Lou just necking it like a champ.
1: <laughs> well, I forgot there was upper roll in that.
0: Yes, I- that's oh. a swallow
1: from me. Yeah, it's a swallow from me. And I'm surprised mm. because I don't like sugar-free drinks <coughs> at all. But as we established at the beginning of the podcast, we don't know what that extra is, do no, we? That could I'm be- very
2: pleasantly surprised because I really expected double spitting. No, because-
1: you Oh. Yeah,
2: I did because this is a, like I say, it's a Mighty drink. I, I've given it to all sorts of people who've gone. Ah! They do that face.
1: Oh. Ah! Really? Oh, no, yeah. no you know, but that... Iron Brew's great anyway, isn't it? Well, you have to sort of come back to me in about two weeks because if it's still sitting in my fridge because I did buy the bumper bottle, then um, it might be a, might be a mind change there, mightn't there? But at the moment. I mean, it might just be the conversations that, that's made it uh, a. Or well, the Bailey's that you've just chewed on. Yeah, for the half Bailey's. An
2: hour. Are, the, um, that's a. That's a. Spit. Shall I, that's shall I tell a you spit. which
1: one the best out of the was vodka, Buckfast, and Bailey's wasn't it? Um, I would say the um, vodka mixed was the best out of the three. Then the Buckfast, and then the Bailey's. Yes, well, but I'm purely the Bailey's was because of the curdling.
2: The Bailey's would be bottom of, of a list that included fucking strychnine.
0: Mark, yes. thank you so much for thank joining you. us. Oh,
2: thank. I'm well. There's and I've got an empty canteen. Brew. I'm glad. You, you're both oh. following the Iron Brew,
0: and we'll come to yours at Christmas when you get all those bottles of
1: spirits that you yes. don't. All the
2: Bottles of whiskey One. that I can't drink.
1: You're yes. gonna come and see the fun loving criminal, not fun loving,
0: yeah, fun loving, what, what are they called? Crime writers. No. We're called crime, the writers. crime
2: writers, not to be confused with the fun loving criminals. Yes, and we will really expect
0: um, some characters to have our surnames in your next book, please. Yes. Okay,
2: no, they're good, they're good surnames. I can easily thank do that. You. It's oh, when thank people you. have got silly surnames, you can't. Well,
0: you know. No, we we are silly by nature, but not silly by name. Mark, okay. Billingham. Mark Billingham, thank you very much. Thank you for having you. me. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own, or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou
1: and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast. Or email us at
0: Podcast 34 that's the numbers three four, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people
1: find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus
0: content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye. <laughs>